Good evening. After three brief references to other passages, the location of our study tonight is in James chapter 1. In the book of James chapter 1. On October the 7th, we will begin a study of the book of James in the adult Bible class here in the auditorium. What I'll do tonight will complement that study and bring it to our attention. The rich value of this New Testament epistle written by James will be apparent from our study tonight, and this might be considered a brief follow-up to something we noted near the end of the sermon this morning. The question tonight is, what builds good character? Briefly, I'm going to take us to three passages where this word is found, and that will set up what we're going to do from James chapter 1. Look at the word character. It is used by the Lord in John 8:44 about the devil. Jesus said that lying was what the devil spoke out of his character from who he is. Paul in Romans 5 in verse 4 tells us that as we endure suffering by faith, it produces character. And Hebrews 6 in verse 17 speaks of God's unchanging character. So let's pause there. We'll get to James 1 in a moment. From the Word itself and the biblical use of the Word just in these three passages, I believe we can say that character is the package of moral qualities, commitments, habits, and attitudes that make up how you respond to God, to people, and to events. That's a lengthy sentence, so I'll repeat. Character is the package of moral qualities, commitments, habits, and attitudes that make up how you respond to God and to people and to events. We sometimes use the word ethics or morals. And what we're talking about is who you are and who I am having to do with temperament, honesty, discipline, compassion, steadiness in storms, and an absence or weakness of these would indicate also how character is defined. And this can be influenced by culture and family, and models that we have, and personal experience. So, character, the package of moral qualities, commitments, habits, and attitudes that make up how you respond to God and people and events. Sometimes ethics and morals are terms we use. Having to do with our temperament, honesty, discipline, compassion, steadiness, and this can all be influenced by culture, family, role models, and personal experience. So, what builds good character? Listen, please, to James 1, 
16 through 27. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of His own will, He brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of His creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Our question is, what builds good character? James answers that. Number one, right instruction. Good character must be founded on, must be a response to right instruction. I want us to see back in verse 17 that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Now, included in this perfect divine generosity, verse 25 says, the perfect law of liberty. That's what we have in this book, the perfect law of liberty. That is the absolutely reliable instruction manual for good character. I looked at Amazon the other day and I just typed in the word character. There are 70,000 books you can order with character either in the title or subtitle. I don't know what the shipping cost would be. You're probably going to have to be signed up for Amazon Prime but there are 70,000 books you can order with character, either in the title or in the subtitle. Here's some of these. I promise I will not read all 70,000. The Road to Character. The Art of Character. Becoming a Leader of Character. Uncommon Character. When Character was King. 
I noted when I came to that one that the title is in the past tense, which is sad. When character was king. And I won't read the whole list. Now, I'm not going to tell you these books are no good. I've not read them or reviewed them. I'm not going to say they're all totally false. I'm not going to say they're of no value at all. What I'm going to tell you is they do not compare to this instruction manual for good character. And I'm going to tell you that those 70,000 are not perfect. They're not absolutely reliable. If you want to build and maintain good character, you need an instruction manual for good character. Or if you need to make some changes in your current character, you need a manual for that. And there is one infallible instruction manual that has the signature of God. This morning, we talked about your Bible and the informed choices that will help you to select and navigate into your Bible. And that was important because we're not talking about one of those 70,000 books on Amazon. The Bible is God's instruction manual given for us to form good character. And what it contains is commands, what God expects us to do, prohibitions, where God says don't do that, warnings of danger, examples that are both good and bad, inferences and narratives, and all of that packaged together from the Creator shows us the way to build and maintain good character and then correct our course along the way. And if you learn what good character is from God's book, but then you discover you fall short of that standard, the book has an answer for that. His name is Jesus Christ. His life as atonement for us to be forgiven upon our repentance and response to Him. Now, how could it be any better? God has given to us the perfect law of liberty. Verse 18 calls it the word of truth. So what do I need to do and what do you need to do and what do we need to help others learn to do? Read it and study it and use it to build good character. But here's what you're going to have to have for this to work. You're going to have to have the right attitude. Look with me now at James 1.21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Now, this calls upon the reader to put away all destructive attitudes and behaviors. And then receive with meekness the implanted word, it says. That's all together there in that verse. Now, receive with meekness the implanted word. Let's talk about what that means. Let's lock into that single word for a minute. Meekness. I tell you, 
that this word has a popular reputation it doesn't deserve. I remember when I was young, and I would hear the word meekness, and I would almost always associate it with weakness. I would think of someone of timid, exaggerated humility, somebody so quiet, they never speak up, they just hide over in a corner. That's not what this word means. At some point in my early years, I heard a preacher speak of meekness, and he used this phrase, strength under control. Mark that, strength under control. And the preacher illustrated that by speaking of a horse with tremendous strength. I mean, after all, we talk about horsepower. A horse with tremendous strength, but trained and therefore under control. Strength under control. That's meekness. Now, as you work that out, you begin to see that under undesirable circumstances, people who are meek do not blame God, do not yell and scream, do not lash out at people around them. Do not take any steps away from God because they have strength in the storms of life that's under control. Strength under control. It's a sense of resignation to adverse circumstances, but with full trust in God accompanied by obedience to Jesus Christ. Meekness is strength under control. Now, it is that spirit, that attitude, when mixed with the perfect law of liberty that develops good character and maintains it and grows in it. I may discover that in my life situation, some of the commands in the Bible are very hard, yet I want to live under good control. So I receive with meekness the implanted word. <clears throat> I read it. I study it. I make my commitment to live by it because I seek to be under the control of the Creator. And whatever resources I may have, whatever strength there may be about me, I want it to come under the authority and the control of the Creator. Those animals, like the horse under harness, Wild animals tamed. Those animals have not lost their strength. They have been trained and they have learned to control any destructive instincts and submit to their owner, their master. It is that attitude we must take with us into our reading and study of Scripture and the reading and study of Scripture will develop and further that attitude with us in order to build and maintain good character. So, you have right instruction, right attitude. Number three, some of you already know, Right action. 
be doers of the word. You know, you can read and learn about a lot of things and accumulate a lot of knowledge, yet never enjoy the benefit of what you've learned beyond just the knowledge of it. For example, you can read and learn about how to fly a plane. Many books on that subject on Amazon. But never go through the process of actually becoming a pilot. You can read and learn about writing and publishing, but never author a book. You can read and learn about medical science and surgery, but never become a surgeon. It is the same in religion, and specifically with the Bible. There are people who read the Bible and learn the story. They become acquainted with the narratives. They can recite them. The timeline is all clear to them, the characters and the principles. They read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but never commit their lives to the Savior who is described in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They discover clearly the arguments made by the Apostle Paul in Romans, but they are never baptized into Christ. And if they're baptized, may not walk in newness of life. So they read, they study, they learn, they have this base of knowledge, but never make that critical transition from knowledge to behavior, to obedience. We need to do all we can to help people see the promised benefits of knowledge cannot be enjoyed without acting on that knowledge. And with respect to character, mature growth in character and progress in spiritual health cannot occur without both the knowledge of God's Word and the obedience that it calls for. And just here, someone again will make that plea of imperfection. I make mistakes. I'm not that good. That's where Christ's offer of forgiveness to the penitent enters the subject, part of God's plan. Later, James says, confess your sins. So here is the plan in James 1. And it's expanded throughout the book of James. And it's the plan from the Creator to be a person of good character. To please God. To head in the right direction as you anticipate death. The right instruction. The right attitude. And the right action. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Now, as we go through this, it's very typical for us to think in this direction. 
Do I know people who need this? I know people in my family, in my neighborhood, in my office. I know so many people who need this. They need the right instruction combined with the right attitude and then the follow-through of right action. They need this. But I want to conclude by mentioning there's something in the middle of this passage that points right back to every one of us. Did you hear it? The common household item. Somebody told me the other day that you don't need to carry mirrors anymore. You can just take your cell phone and open up the camera and do an image back to yourself and you can see what you look like. Well, long before cell phones, God gave us this to see what we look like and see what changes need to be made. A mirror reflects each one of us. I need to look into that mirror. You need to look into that mirror. Character building requires God's mirror as an ongoing process. It starts in earnest when you first received the word and you were baptized, then it never ends. You continue to use the right instruction with the right attitude of meekness leading to the right action every day. Let's be standing as we sing.